you ever stumbled across somebody else's journal or diary and wanted so badly to read what secrets were hidden inside? Welcome to So This Is Love. My name is Erin. And my name's Leslie. And we will be reading Leslie's journal entries from a journal she kept while we were dating. Mm-hmm. June 9th, 2007. I really, really feel like you're preparing me for something big, Lord. I don't know what it is but I've never felt this way. I've been asking you to show me truth, and you have been. You've even shown me ugly truths that I beg not to know about, which, by the way, has made me realize some things. Is it him? Is this what you've been showing me? He was my EGR when I met him. Well, not right away, but once I got to know him and years went by, and now this? I have this love itching to get out that I keep denying, I know he's not available for anything but friendship right now, and even after the little thing that I know, I still have this overwhelming want to love him, accept him, and let him in. I haven't felt this way in a very long time. I continue to treat him as my brother in Christ, with affection, respect, admiration, and even a little adoration, just so he knows that I care. It scares me that I want to serve him. I hold back a lot because I don't want to mother him. Although there are some things that you have presented to me in prayer, I know they're petty. I know you're moving, growing him, and working in him, and it excites me to see the changes that are taking place. This evening, I sit in awe and gratitude of how much you've changed me in the past four and a half years. Thank you for your grace and mercy, Father. No one can love me like you do. Absolutely no one. God, I pray that you would continue to speak to me the way you have, through your word especially. I'm open to all you have to teach me, and I'm eager to be obedient to whatever you would have me do daily. Please use me. Amen. June 10th, 2007. He really makes my heart beat fast, and not in an excited sexual way, but in a you-make-me-nervous sort of way. We sat really close on the couch today, arms and legs touching. I really had to think about my breathing so I wouldn't flip out. I finally moved. I just couldn't hack it. God, help me protect my heart. For all I know, I'm the only one with these thoughts of a future. Someday. Continue to grow him responsibly, Lord. Yesterday, while we were on the way to the beach, we made eye contact in the car. His eyes. Wow. Help me to continue to see all the good in him. In order to forget his mistake. I don't want to forget. I just want to be able to look past and show him your grace, love, and mercy as a sister in Christ. Father, please continue to give me wisdom and discernment in how I talk and act with him. My car is doing funny things. It needs a tune-up. I believe I'm going to ask the mechanic to fix it. Hopefully it won't cost me an arm and a leg, and hopefully after the tune-up is taken care of, nothing else will go wrong for a couple of weeks. I'm trying to prioritize my time this week so that I can get my room clean and my laundry done. Please take care of my parents. Keep them healthy for as long as you can, especially my dad. He's not saved. Lord, bring a Christian man into his life who will introduce him to your son. Thank you for another day here, Father. Please continue to use me. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. June 12th, 2007. Father, I acknowledge you as my true source of strength. In the areas that I'm weak, I want 
to allow you to be strong in me. I want to be dependent on you and you alone. I need your strength to continue to love others in my life that are sometimes hard to love. And I need your strength to be able to love those I love so much, I don't know where to stop. I was thinking about how recently you allowed me to see some ugly truth and how my initial reaction would have been to get angry. I realized that wasn't the case this time. Instead of being mad and disappointed, I was so sad and normally I would have begun to rethink things, but this time you gave me this overwhelming love. It's a crazy concept. I know it's you in my life though. You've commanded us to love others and that is exactly what you've allowed me to do. I know that in this case, things are a bit different. You're in control though, not me. I only want what you want. Today, he brought us chocolate cherry cake that he made. It was fabulous. His random text messages make me smile. He's just so cute. Dad, continue to help me guard my heart and help me to treat him like I treat all the other guys. If it's your will, Lord, help us to begin to get to know each other better. A great, wonderful friendship with love, admiration, respect, and adoration is what I want right now. I don't want to be his buddy. I want to be the girl he thinks could be the one. If it's your will, Lord, I can't believe I just wrote that. Lord, I love you. I pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. June 13th, 2007. Thank you for all you taught me today, Lord. It was definitely an emotional morning, but knowing that communication is key in all relationships really helped this issue. I do one day want a man to share chocolate cake with, and I know that you know that. The apology was sweet, lunch was great, and even the e-card was surprising. Text messages after work are unexpected and nice. Whatever you're doing, Lord, I most certainly do not want to interfere with any of it. You said to give thanks in all circumstances. That's your will for my life. I accept it, and I'm excited to see what my future holds. Thank you, Father. You are what holds me together. I love you, Lord. Amen. So that was our first installment of journal readings that Leslie wrote down back in 2007 before we started dating. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Right. Uh, just a little bit of, of a backstory. Um, Leslie and I met when I was 19. And I was 25. And our mutual friend invited me over to their apartment. They lived together. Um, and I came in. And Leslie's first reaction was, who is this guy? And what is he doing in my apartment? It wasn't like, oh, he's so good looking. Or, oh, look at his eyes. No, that was like years later. It was, who is this guy? And what is he doing in my apartment? And that was kind of the foundation of our relationship. <laughs> Leslie worked at the church office, BCF Church, Brownsville Community Fellowship Church at the time. No? No. Where did you work? I was working for a call center. But you eventually, like, shortly after that, you started working at BCF. Okay. And when she was working at BCF, I was a volunteer with the high school ministry and with the the church band. And I would come into the office and I would hear her door slide closed. Just, you know, ever so subtly. And I, of course, being the... uh, the non-confrontational man that I am, I would go up to that door immediately, open it, and be like, Hi, Leslie. How you doing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And I think um, you mentioned it in the first journal entry where you're talking about an EGR. And some people don't know what an EGR is. 
EGR means extra grace required. And so, you know, EGRs are those people in your life that kind of rub you the wrong way, annoy you a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. when when you are walking down the hall and they're coming at you, you, you want to duck. You want to, like, duck into another room. But, you know, if you do, it just wouldn't look right. So you just kind of smile and wave quickly and run away. So you bless their heart a lot. Uh, no. No? I never Not said even that? that? <laughs> bless his heart. Never. But some people say that. Yeah, but I don't. But not about their EGRs. No. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so what else? What about me just... Uh, and that was part of Leslie's group. Leslie was in that group of friends, and she was really happy that I was 20 and I could be in that group, right? I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Parentheses, sarcasm. (laughs) Okay, so you had this 19-year-old guy, uh, EGR, not Mm. attractive. No. It well, wasn't that you weren't fi- that you weren't physically attractive. It was oh, just thank that you. your personality was a little loud for me. Your laugh was a little too loud for me. Mm. Your voice was a little too loud for me. <laughs> Everything was a little too loud for me. I'm still really loud, by the way. Um, okay, okay. So fast forward a couple of years, and we'll go back to mm-hmm. you know some of that time um leslie and i were serving with the high school ministry i was the leader of the band and leslie had the lovely job of being my assistant mm-hmm. and she just loved that mm-hmm. so much i have absolutely zero musical training and leslie has like college classical training she helped start you helped start the opera, opera company, company at, the at, at the college at our local college um and guys, like, if you get to hear her sing someday, like, you'll you understand. You'll know. Um, so here I am, 19, 20 years old, leading a band. I have no experience whatsoever. I barely know how to play guitar. Uh, I can barely sing in tune, which is, like, still a struggle. And um, And here's this woman who has all of this training, all of this experience, and she has to help me lead this team of kids. And it was a great time. Uh, We learned a lot. We shared a lot of cool experiences together. And we really did become friends in that time. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you you remember the point where you went from really disliking me to being like, oh, this guy's okay? Yeah. Probably one of the first issues that we had with our kids. Like, we had a kid that was a little disruptive and um, said some kind of mean things. And so... We had to deal with that, and we dealt with it together. together. Yeah. yeah, I remember crying and praying for that child. Yeah, together. And we used to um, we used to get together. We used to have meetings uh, at a Dairy Queen by your apartment, yeah. close by to your apartment. We in the corner, little window, and mm-hmm. we would eat our burgers and fries and, and our blizzard. ice cream. Uh, and we would talk about the band. We would talk about the kids and how much we loved them and how much they needed Jesus. And we picked out music for the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so our relationship really began to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, we started, I started serving with the adult team, uh, the adult music team. Uh, and so every Sunday, and then we had Saturday services at the time, right? Yeah. So every 
Saturday evening and Sunday morning, we would be together with the team singing. I'd be playing guitar, singing eventually. Uh, and then we would be hanging out with some friends afterwards. Uh, we would go have lunch at the house. We would all take naps on the floor. I'd be on the floor. You were on the couch. Mm-hmm. Lucky. And uh, then we would wake up and have dinner. And that was the whole day. It was like midnight by the time I got home on Sunday. Right? Yeah. Um, so then a little bit after that time, so, you know, we're already, we're friends, we're, we're spending a lot of time together, we're, we're getting closer, um, we are dealing. Well, well, let's just look at at this time span, like, we met in 2003. Okay. And those journal entries started in 2007. So that's four years. So there's four years of time that I had to... Adjust to me. Mind and heart changed about you. <laughs> Four years is a long time. <laughs> and uh, when when we got into this on on both of our ends, there were no like romantic anything. You know, you get into college and you're like, oh, let's just fall in love. Um, and neither of us really went into college like that, right? I think before you became a Christian, you never wanted to get married. Yeah, I didn't want to get married at all. And I really wanted to be married. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I came back from my first year of college in Indiana, and I was like, I'm going to serve. And that's just what I'm going to do, because God wants me to serve. Um, so I'm not going to worry about, like, dating or anything just right now. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I, I read a book called I Kissed Dating Goodbye, which there's a little controversy over that now. But I realized, okay, I'm not. I don't have a job. I don't have, you know, a way to support myself on my own, much less a wife. So I'm not going to go look for a girlfriend right now, right? So we met in 2003. It's now 2007. Um, and nobody knows. Well, I'm, I don't want to say nobody because I, I think I tell as many people as I possibly can uh, when we have a chance to, to tell our story. And, and that's, guys, you know, why. I wanted to do this podcast because, because he now can't I can stop just talking about it, and now I can refer people <laughs> to it and be like, "Oh, you want to hear our story? Here's a link to the podcast. <laughs> Spend the next thirty hours listening to me talk." Um, <laughs> not really. Uh, so you had a friend who lost his wife, mm. right? I remember you telling me the story. Yeah, um, I had a friend who lost his wife. Um, and me and my roommate at the time drove up to the funeral um, to be with him. He was a really old and good friend. Um, and while we were there, um, we went, got to our hotel and realized we didn't have an iron. And so we were like, well, let's go buy one because we need to iron our clothes for the funeral. So we went to Target. We picked up a an iron. And then we went back to the hotel and ironed our clothes, got ready. And when it was over, I was we were on we were on our way home. I thought, what the heck am I gonna do with this iron? We already have two at our apartment. I don't need another one. And I thought about Aaron. And I thought, every time I see him, his clothes are wrinkled. <laughs> and it's so annoying. So when we got back <laughs> to town, I went to his apartment door and I knocked on it and I handed him the iron and I said, Here, this is for you and your roommate. Use it. Please use it. <laughs> And and I remember you telling me later that not just the iron part, but while you were there, 
you missed me. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's because we had spent so much, we'd been spending so much time together serving and getting together and picking stuff out for the kids um, with the band. And um, I was gone for a few days. And during those days were days that I would have been with you mm-hmm. doing those things. Um, and I remember being in the car and I called you to tell you that we had arrived because you said, oh, I'll be praying for y'all's trip. And yeah. um, and I called you and I said, hey, we just got here. And you're like, okay. And I was like, okay, bye. And when I hung up, I thought to myself, no, I don't want to miss him. Why do I miss him? And I just thought that in my head and thought, oh, my goodness. And this journal, I actually started it while I was in the hotel room that night. <laughs> so this is 2007. Mm-hmm. You're in the hotel room and you're thinking about me. And start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And and you start writing this journal. And and this is basically not a diary, because I kept calling it a diary and you kept correcting me. It's a journal. Mm-hmm. Um and and these are like your prayers to God starting off and then as we get into it, it, it becomes a little bit still kind of a prayer, but but a little bit different. All the way through if there's prayer, I this was a time in my life where I was really growing with the Lord and not that I'm not now, but you know, it was, a, a, I was very, very, very close to the Lord because I was single. <laughs> I was single and I wanted to be married one day, but in my head, there were no prospects. Cause I wasn't a prospect. And I remember kind of being offended by that, uh, a few times, but you know, whatever we got married. Um, so 2007, you're, you're writing your journal, um, and this was around the time that I stopped working at the, the church office. Uh, and that's some of the ugly truth that, that you mentioned in your journal. Um, a lot of the little details that weren't really little, um, but it was, it was a hard time for, for me, it was a hard time for you since you were so close with me. Um, but I was working on my stuff and you were still working on yours. Uh, and so what you, you talk, you said something in the journal entry about itchy love. <laughs> and I wrote down a note to ask you what itchy love feels like. Itchy love is like those feelings you get when you're around someone and you want to tell them so bad how you feel, but you can't. So it's like so- a bottled up. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> and I didn't say itchy love. I you said did. love itching to get out. Oh, okay. Love <laughs> itching to get out. I see how that's exactly like itching love. It's not. A hundred percent exactly like itching love. <laughs> okay, so you, you had this itching love for your EGR. And was I still your EGR at this time? Or or did that change? Babe, I think you're always your <laughs> EGR. <laughs> That, that's fair. If I'm going to be that's honest. A good point. That's a good point. Okay, so I brought you chocolate cherry cake. Um, and let it be known to the world, I like to bake. I'm a baker. I like making cookies. I like baking cakes and cupcakes. And it's kind of like our signature thing now that you have a food blog. And I like to eat the food that you put on your food blog. Uh-huh. Um, so I was living with some some friends at the time in, in a, an apartment and I decided to make a chocolate cherry cake. 
uh, and I took a piece over to you and your roommate at the time. And you you wrote about how cute I was about it. What did you mean? You brought us cake. I mean, who brings people cake? And it was only one piece. And you so were going like, to share it or something well, yeah, like that. Yeah, but it right? wasn't like you brought us a piece each. You brought us like one piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> it was a big piece. <laughs> I was also really young at the time. I was I was twenty twenty one. I was dead at the time. Um, I didn't know a lot. You know, I still had a lot to learn, being seven years younger than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've I've done good since then. You also mentioned an e card. Was it? It wasn't one of the Elf e cards, right? Because this was in like June. Yeah. No. You know, does anybody even send e cards anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen an e-card in a really long time. But they were really popular back in 2007. Apparently. They were flying all over the interwebs. (laughs) And um, text messages. We were texting a lot at the time. I think I remember you said something about having to change your, your text messaging plan. I did. I had to change it. I had to make it unlimited text messaging. <laughs> but didn't you didn't you go from like a certain amount to another amount and then you were just like no, I'm going to do No, unlimited. I went from 500 text messages to unlimited text messages. Okay, then I think I was the one who went from like You did. I went from like 500 to 1000 because I remember you telling me that you had like a thousand text messages and yes. most of them were probably from me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I went to unlimited yeah. text messaging. Um, Thank the Lord for unlimited text. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like everything data now, because how would you live without your phone? I don't understand. So thanks so much for listening to our very first podcast episode. Yeah. We're so excited to be able to do this with you guys. Um, you don't want to miss any of these journal entries, so keep coming back. I promise that they will get sappier, and maybe they won't. They, they do get pretty funny, um, and that's the cool <laughs> thing. So. And in the meantime, you can shoot us an email, show your comments, any questions to so this is love at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.